We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Tuesday, November twenty-first, two thousand and twenty-three. Welcome everybody to the Pack a Day Podcast, a Victory Tuesday version and a look ahead version as the Packers will play on Thanksgiving against the Detroit Lions. Welcome to the show, everybody. The Packers win 23-20 to over the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, thank you and shout out to Chargers receivers because I think they just dropped another pass. That was absurd. I think if there's one thing that I learned coming out of that game is I understand how the Chargers are the Chargers now. I've watched Charger games over the years and wondered how do they continue to underachieve, but it hits a little different when it happens against your team. I'm joined as always by the esteemed middle school girls basketball coach of the year in the great state of Kansas, Jacob Morley. Uh, Jacob, Mr. Stack, how are we feeling? I'm good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that recognition. It's uh, it's tough out here, you know. It's tough out here uh, working and not not always getting the credit that you deserve. But, yeah, man, the uh, Chargers, Chargered. Uh, Packers, Packers, eleven and two all time versus the Chargers, uh, which is, I think, the highest winning percentage the Packers have against any NFL franchise. So, maybe we should have known. Maybe we just should have known. Definitely, maybe should have known. Also joining us, 
one step closer to the overbet, Trey Watson. Uh, as Christian <laughs> yesterday hits a uh, hits a touchdown pass in the corner of the end zone and uh, has a couple of plays that we've made as well. The Packers offense finally gets rolling a little bit, but uh, Trey, how are we feeling? Good, man. Uh, it's, it's good to, to see the team get a win. It's good to see them win the way they did, um, involving everybody, uh, especially offensively. Um, the young guys continue to to show steps and show progress. Even the young guys on defense made some more plays. Um, and that's what you need to see that, you know, you have you have hope for the future with the guys you already have, right? And that, that gives you something to build from. And, you know, hopefully we continue, like, Five of the next six games are either holiday and or primetime games. So you have some big games coming up. You have some, you know, key matchups where you gotta you gotta find a way to either uh give yourself a chance this season like they did during during this stretch last year, or you know, you go the other direction and you start preparing for the draft. It's it's one or the other, and this is a pretty key stretch coming up. Yeah, and yesterday was a big start for that because with these next two games, and we'll get into this a little bit, I mean, the Packers are not going to be favored to win either one of these games. Last I looked, they were an eight-point underdog against Detroit, so they're a pretty significant underdog on Thanksgiving Day, and they're not going to be favored to beat the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs either. So if they lose yesterday against the Chargers, you're looking at three and nine with some bad teams down the stretch to be sure, but you're talking about just how high in the draft are they going to end up now? I mean, seven, eight, nine wins, something like that is, is certainly on the table. I think we can put, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone else, but I think we can put the discussion of being in the draft high enough to get one of those top two quarterbacks and Marvin Harrison to bed. I think that's done. Uh, <clears throat> Cause the Packers, I just, unless Jordan love gets hurt and Sean Clifford has to play the rest of the season, then like I just can't picture a scenario where they don't beat the Giants, the Pan- or at least a couple of the Panthers, Giants, and Bears, and Tampa at home, and like just some of these teams that aren't very good down the stretch here. And you know you don't pick in the top three if you win six, seven, eight, nine games. So that's just not going to be a thing. But we could put that to bed. Another reason that we might be able to put it to bed. I'm not all the way there yet, but Jordan Love is coming off the best game of his career, his first 300 yard passing performance as a Packer, which made Rashawn Gary very happy. If you guys did not see that video from the locker room, that was incredible. Um, the, it was the first time a Packers quarterback had thrown for 300 yards since uh, the bears game in 2021, where Aaron Rodgers diced up Chicago. So it's been a while since something like that has happened. Completed passes to 10 different receivers. Dobbs and Watson each scored a touchdown. Jaden Reed had a rushing touchdown as well. And he was probably, their best playmaker on the field yesterday in terms of production. <clears throat> Dontavian Wicks had a big day. Musgrave and Kraft made a couple of plays. Morley, when they sat down and drew up this offense in April after the Rodgers trade had been finished, this had to be the passing game, at least. We don't have to talk about the run game because, man. But the passing game, this had to be what they envisioned or what they hoped things could look like. Uh, and they still left a little bit of meat on the bone. Yeah. I mean, love is accurate on two or three more of his deep passes and he's got 400 yards with four touchdowns. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter, but to your point with this team, with this young team, especially these young pass catchers, I think so. Right. Like this is had to have been what they envisioned the plan hitting on um, looking like with, you know, Every single young player made a play 
like something you can point to and be like, man, that's exciting. Like that, that's cool. Uh, you know, Wicks again and making plays, Reed uh, making plays, Christian with the touchdown, uh, Dobbs with the touchdown, both the tight ends getting involved in a way that is exciting. Um, even some of the young offensive linemen, you know, going out there and playing. Zach Tom played really well. Rasheed Walker probably put together his best game as a pro yesterday. And that's all stuff that excites you, that you say, like, cool. But can they do it moving forward, right? Like, that's always the moniker is can you continue to have, you know, this success? And I think what some people need to – especially with, like, the pass catcher thing, sometimes we get way too caught up on – Oh, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. You know, when the Packers won the Super Bowl in 2010, who was their wide receiver one? Like Jake, who was just wasn't I, it? It was I mean, pretty, yeah, it was, but, it was pretty but, clear that Jennings but the was the point, guy. But the point is, who else did they have on that team? Sure, Driver Jones, Jordy, Jermichael. We're all, the of the year. Right. So and like, and that's where I think the with this team that you look at and say, like, maybe there isn't that guy, that one guy. Or maybe there is, because I think Greg Jennings, at the time, you know, when you talk about wide receiver ones, I think I'm talking about like Devontae Adams, wide receiver one, like one of the best four or five guys in the league. I don't think Greg Jennings was that guy, really. Greg Jennings is a, was a really good player, and that's kind of the point I'm trying to get at with this group of young receivers. Maybe they just have five really good players that can all make plays, and it looks when it's all firing on all cylinders, it looks something like this, where everybody adds something different to the game. Um, and it might be only two catches, but those two catches might be a huge first down and a touchdown, right? And it might only be, or you might catch six six balls for 80 yards, but they're all chain movers. Like, I don't know, whatever it is, I think that's kind of what they have going on right now in Green Bay. And I think that's good and bad to a lot of, you know, for a young quarterback. One, like, I think it's easier for a young quarterback to just know, like, hey, I have Devontae Adams. He's my number one read. I'm going there eight times out of 10, and it's usually going to be open. Like, that's cool, and, and that's going to be helpful for a young quarterback. But I think the growing process of this for Jordan Love and what we're starting to see, because it is it is no coincidence that Jordan Love's uptick in play has come with the uptick in play from the young pass catchers. Uh, when all those guys are you know consistently doing what they're being asked to do, um, it makes things easier for the quarterback. And I think that's what we wanted to see. It's so funny because we, you know, all we we go through all this gnashing of teeth about this young team and how, oh man, it's over the, you know, blah blah blah. But now here we are, second half of the season, and Jordan Love and the young offense has probably played their three best games back to back to back as we're coming down the stretch. And that's what we talked about all season, all off season. You know, show me what this team looks like the second half of the year. And so far it's promising. Do you still want to see more? Yeah. And I think that's the question with all of these guys is like, okay, they look like they can all be good NFL players, but can they be great? Like who on this group, who in this group can be great that can elevate the guys around them and make everyone better. I think that's what they're still figuring out. And they're figuring that out with the quarterback as well. Right? Like, Jordan Love has played well. I think it's pretty clear and obvious that he is an NFL quarterback, right? Like he is going to um, be around for a while. Is it going to be in Green Bay or not? I don't know. Is he going to be one of those guys that's like, hey, I'm a top five quarterback. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to be pulling the trailer behind me, dragging this team to a Super Bowl. I don't know. And I think that's the question that we're not going to know. 
for probably not even this year. So, and then that leads to several other questions that we don't need to get into right now, but uh, that's, that's basically where I'm at with this young offense. Um, encouraged uh, is the word that I would use. Very encouraged. So then we get into discussion of like, what's your level of encouragement? You know, it's a mild, you know, mild encouragement versus Jordan loves awesome. He's going to win the next three MVPs after this, you know, that kind of crazy stuff wherever, you know, Trey, but the answer is somewhere in the middle, I'm sure. But where do you fall in line with this group kind of starting to grow together and we're starting to see the vision? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And then you can get ready for football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza. Pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza pepperoni, no questions about it. And more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I think it's safe to say we've officially reached the holiday season, which is sure to bring a tremendous amount of love and joy and its usual holiday cheer. But let's be real. It's also going to come with in-laws, chaos, and a fair amount of stress and anxiety as well. We've all been there. The holidays are always enjoyable, don't get me wrong, but there are also those holiday moments that we all have to deal with, and we can all deal with them in very different ways. If you're feeling anxious or nervous, sad or stressed, just know those feelings are normal, but also know that there are different ways that you can counteract those feelings. And for me, therapy has given me a beacon to look to in those difficult holiday moments. It's equipped me with the tools necessary to handle and manage a wide range of situations and a wide range of emotions. During therapy, I've learned positive ways to deal with negativity, and I've learned the skills necessary to handle all the curveballs that life likes to throw at us. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so incredibly flexible, and it's adaptable to your unique schedule. 
Find your bright spot this holiday season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Packaday. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know, um, Mor- Morley said it, and I said basically the same thing on Twitter in response to Baldinger breaking down the offense. Um, you saw a flash in the pan from from everybody. Now, how that pecking order ends up for you know who is who in terms of the the wide receiver one, the alpha, what whatever, all that remains to be seen because they've got to figure it out. They've got they've got to build a level of rapport still with Jordan with with understanding their their you know their their jobs in the offense with LaFleur understanding what he can ask for from each guy as he's calling plays like there, there's give and take you know how good the O-line is going to play to give Jordan the opportunity to keep getting these guys the ball that that's a factor that we've seen come into play in some games and, and it hasn't in others um so there's, there's really a lot of layers to it but there, there definitely is confidence and what you saw you know on Sunday was was great um, because you saw everyone show what they can do. You saw elements of speed and, and what they can do with the ball in their hands with Jaden. You saw s- speed and, and blowing by coverage from Christian. You saw really strong hands from Romeo. You saw after the catch ability from Wicks, from Kraft, who really had been missing for the most part in the offense. You saw Luke continue to build on what he's kind of been doing um, in a smaller way. And you saw guys blocking for each other. Heath found a way to impact the game. Um and that's that's what you need, especially when your when your quarterback is still trying to come into his own as a quarterback. He he's figuring out, hey, when when can I put the ball here for this guy? What do I got to do to give this guy the best opportunity to, to make a play? Do I have to lean into this shoulder, that shoulder? Do I have to throw this pass before he gets out of his break and not add that extra hitch in so that it gets there on time and a guy doesn't have the, the chance to break it up? Um, so you saw a lot of those little things, and that's that's all positive. Right. And that's all something that they can build off of, which is great for, for the offense and for everyone, because it's, you know, it's no longer we're, we're in panic mode. Um, we got to start from scratch. There doesn't need to be any, any blame to go around. This is the reason the offense sucks. Yada, yada, yada. This is, Hey, we were really strong in the short to intermediate passing game. If we can unlock this deep passing game, like Morley said, we might have 400 yards passing four or five passing touchdowns 
and we might really be cooking and and now the rest of the league has to watch out um so that's 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 the if but it, it does feel like we're in a we're in a much better spot than we potentially had been in earlier on in the season definitely feels that way definitely looks that way now the thing is they're going from algebra one to uh we'll call it trigonometry or something mm-hmm. like that in terms of what they're about to have uh detroit's defense has had some issues in recent weeks. They struggled yesterday with Chicago, albeit Chicago got like four takeaways or something like that during the course of the game. The Lions struggled uh, against the Bears before coming out on top. Um, but Detroit has kind of manhandled the Packers. They've won four games in a row. Uh, the Packers have not beaten Detroit since the home opener of the 2022 season. Uh, the Lions swept the Packers last year, including ending their season at Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer, as it turns out. And they won the first game at Lambeau Field this year, 34-20 to 20 in a game that was not nearly as close as the final score might indicate because it was 27-3, to 3, I think, when the Packers scored their first touchdown of the night. So you know, that kind of leads to some questions here. And then after that, of course, they have the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, the Chiefs are not the same as they have been offensively for the last couple of years. But Steve Spagnuolo... Um, you know, Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love have faced Steve Spagnuolo before, obviously different circumstances, but the Chiefs defense kind of ate the Packers offense alive that day. And that was a group that had Devontae Adams and some of that other stuff too. But obviously we don't need to go over that, but this is going to be a different beast. And what I'm looking for from you guys here more so is, of course, we want Green Bay to win. Like I mentioned at the top, however, you know, the likelihood of that right now is not where it has been. You know, I'm kind of going over some stuff this week. It's interesting how the roles have reversed because it's been a while since the Packers have not been the better team when playing against Detroit in general and on Thanksgiving Day, since that's what they're doing in this particular season. And then Kansas City, a home primetime game. You know, if this were Rodgers against Mahomes or some of those Rodgers teams of the past, you're obviously like, well, yeah, of course, Green Bay's got a shot to win this thing. I don't think a lot of people are going to be picking the Packers on that particular Sunday night in a couple of weeks. More so, Trey, what I'm asking here, kind of the macro view, the entire scope of this team, as we get into these next two weeks before full-fledged December football hits, obviously a win is important, but what is what is it that you're looking for against Detroit in these and, and Kansas City, but mostly Detroit, as they get into this stretch of, you know, these two, if they steal one of these, then you could see a path to nine wins pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't, then it feels a little bit more difficult. So what's your, what is your scope and what you're looking for for these next couple of weeks? You know, um, I think it'd be two-part. First, as far as defensively, um, you know, potentially they just, you know, uh, activated Savage's window to come back off IR. Is he able to come back and, and make an impact on a secondary that has, Played pretty well considering, you know, what they've been given to, to deal with. Can Jair come back and contribute and build there as well? Um, can, can the defense hold up to, to do enough to get the job done? Um, that's one big part of it because, you know, the Lions have been one of the most prolific offenses in the league this year. All of their young players have really started to take off with Montgomery, Gibbs, Laporta, um, Amon Ross St. Brown, it seems like he's at 10 catch, 100 plus yards every single week at this point. And then we know what the, uh, the Chiefs led by Mahomes are capable of at any given point in time, no matter who it feels like is playing at wide receiver. Um, so that's one part of it. The other part is really it's my Christmas wish and it's uh, what I've been asking for since like 
I got on this show the very first time in the preseason. Man, I want to see this deep ball get going because um, there's been so much to like in the, the short and intermediate game, and we, we've seen a lot of guys be able to make an impact there. Um, but when your deep ball is is unlocked, when people have a true fear of that, which they do now, we just haven't been able to you know make that fear come to fruition, but like one or two times during the year. When you have that, that's a game changer. You score two 60, 70-yard touchdowns, like you don't have to worry about the O-line holding up for a 12, 13-play drive and Aiden Hutchinson wrecking the game. You don't have to worry about Spagnolo pulling out a perfect blitz and pressure on third and two because you already scored. Like it's you know what I mean? And that not only does that give your offense confidence, but you know, you just everything just gets going when, when you're able to unlock that. And it feels like that's the one thing that we haven't found. We found games where the rushing attack has been able to do enough that you'd say we we can win with that. We've we've had elements of the play action pass and getting the young guys involved in the short to intermediate range where you say, okay, that's winnable, kind of like what happened on Saturday. That you can work with what we have. If and when they unlock the deep ball and you keep any semblance of the other stuff, it just feels like that would be the point where this offense will turn the corner and we'll really see what what they're what they're truly capable of. Uh so that's what I want to see. Um I don't know if we will see it. It's, we've been begging for it for a long time. Obviously, there's a lot of factors that come into that. But there have been opportunities. And you cash in on literally two or three of those. That's a, that's a win in any given football game. Um, you know, that's just how it goes. Yeah, they've talked about it a lot. This is a big play league. You know, one of the reasons the Packers offense was as successful as it was. You know, the touchdown to Dobbs was 24 yards. So that's not a huge, huge, you know, 60, 70 yarder. But they had a play, you know, Reed, that was a 32-yard touchdown run. Wicks had a big play after the catch. Um, Dobbs's play, like I mentioned, obviously Kraft's play was a big one. It's hard to kind of – and that's kind of the thinking behind the defense that Green Bay runs and some of the other teams around the league is it's hard to play 10, 11, 12 plays down the field five, six, seven yards at a time because eventually you're going to make a mistake. Somebody will drop a pass. Somebody – there will be a penalty, whatever those explosive plays have been, like you mentioned, were kind of eluded. Me, I think these next two games are a, you know, styles make fights is a, is a popular phrasing. That's one of the reasons I think Detroit, even when Green Bay has been better um, or, a, you know, a more a, a favored team against them, why they've struggled. It, Detroit's brand of football that they've played since Dan Campbell got hired directly correlates with Green Bay's weaknesses. Um LaFleur's teams and dating back to Mike McCarthy as well, they've all just kind of been a little soft. I'm not saying anything that is breaking news there. That's just how it is. And that's especially been true on the defensive side of the ball, but even offensively, I think there's some, when you're ranked 26th, 27th in rushing like Green Bay is this year, there's a, there's a semblance of softness to that. Uh, and Detroit, the last time these two teams played physically manhandled them uh, 200 plus yards rushing, David Montgomery was injured and had like 170 some odd yards after contact or it wasn't that much, but it was some ridiculous number of yards he had after contact. Detroit is not going to make any secrets about what they're going to try and do. Like green Bay can know exactly what Detroit is running and it's not, it doesn't matter if they don't form up, fill their gaps, make tackles. I know this is great analysis to go through on that, but are they willing to make that stand 
and and play that style against Detroit. Now, the hard part with that, too, of course, is that, like Trey mentioned, this is one of the most explosive offenses of football. Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams just had a touchdown on Sunday. Sam Laporta has been awesome. They've got guys that can hurt you in the passing game as well, which is where I tend to think they're probably going to invite Detroit to run the ball. The problem is the teams that have done well against Green Bay this year are the ones that are like, okay, we'll run it 40 times then if we have to. Atlanta did that. They ran for over 200. Detroit the first time did. And then Pittsburgh, they didn't run it 40 times, but they ran for more than 200 against Green Bay. They have to be able to slow this down at some point. A game like this one, like anytime the Packers play a team, it feels like that has that reputation of blue collar or physical football, you know, whatever phrasing you want to use. That's kind of meatball-y, but it's true in the same fashion. Green Bay loses that game and or struggles mightily. I don't mind if they struggle mightily, but can they kind of punch back a little bit? I'd like to see something like that for this team as well. So that's what I'm looking for. Morley, where are you? Yeah, I think you guys are right. I mean, what's, what is your give a shit meter in this game? Because if I am the coaching staff in Green Bay, that's, that's the message this week. Short week, how tough are you? This team physically manhandled you the last time we played. It's, it was embarrassing. It was, it was embarrassing. It was, like you said, I mean, it was one of those games where uh, they could have, Detroit could have walked up to the line of scrimmage and said, Hey, we're running this. Stop it. Eight yards, 12 yards, 15 yards. Hey, Sewell, who's not on the team anymore. Right. Um, we knew you jumped that. Like that's, that's embarrassing. I mean, that, that is demoralizing check your manhood type stuff. And so, what is the response for this young team? Are they just going to lay down? Are they going to get punched in the mouth and say, here we go again? Going to be another long game on Thanksgiving Day. Nationally televised game. What's it going to look like? I don't even care about – I don't care about the scoreboard in this game at all. I want to see what this team is made of. I want to see if they are able to respond to that in any capacity. Um, I have my opinions about this team. And Jacob, we've talked about it. Like, I think, I think Matt Lafleur. I think Matt Lafleur is a really good head coach, but I do think Matt Lafleur teams have. I think it's fair to say that they have come up short in these types of games. These drag them out, punch you in the mouth type games. So there's no more. Ah, that was Aaron Rodgers. That was this guy. That was that guy. This is a brand new crop of players. And if that's the same thing you get, there's only one place to point, and that's at the coach. So make this team in your image, Matt, and what does that look like? And is that, t- is that tough enough to go toe-to-toe with a Dan Campbell team who Dan is not shy about who he is, about what he's about, and that's why people love him. And so can Green Bay and these young players hear that process that come out on Thursday on Thanksgiving day and put up a fight. That's what I'm looking for. So there you have that guys. The game will be on Thanksgiving day, uh, Thursday duh, at 1130 in the morning. It'll be a Fox game. Green Bay nationally televised against the lions. Again, they've lost four in a row to Detroit. So this is a big one for them. If they can get to that, we're out of time for today. Real quick guys, I guess Morley, uh, does Green Bay win on Thursday? No. 
<laughs> no, I I do hope, and my I, the expectation is I think they're going to put up more of a fight. But Trey? I just think oh. uh, I think right now this this Detroit team is just they're they're rolling. Um, it would be a tough one to steal. It would be a tough one to steal. Trey, uh, I'm I'm in the same boat. I really hope they do. Uh, I don't see the the quickest route to doing so based on how the last one went and how how both teams are playing. Um, I do see it potentially being kind of similar to the way the the Lions game played out against the Chargers. Um, I think if if the offense builds off what they did this past week, they can put up some points, but I don't I don't think they'll be able to stop the Lions. I think it could be a a pretty high scoring, but unfortunately probably like, probably a close loss uh, as as of right now. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, looking forward to it. If you guys want some fun projection, Detroit's eight and two. So, like, there's potential that divisional weekend in the NFC this year is Philly at home against Dallas and San Francisco on the road against the Lions. That would be an awesome divisional round weekend. Uh, Obviously, a very long way to go between now and then, but that'll be a lot of fun. Check us out at Packaday Podcast on Twitter. You can follow Morley. He's at Jacob Morley. You can follow Trey. He's at MD underscore QUE33. Yes, sir. I, just oh, I keep thinking it's three, two. I don't know why I do that, but no I always want to get the, uh, and you can follow me. I'm at Jacob Westerf. We are out of time. We'll see you guys uh, next week after a big one, previewing a big one against the Super Bowl champs, Jacob Morley's favorite team and all of his best friends root for them too. We'll see you guys then. Yeah.